Get into your little packets and get your coloring book out. It is called End Time Events. It's two pages. I'm going to run through the timeline. It's called Timeline. Uh, sorry about my writing, but I thought, well, if you had something to look at and color on and write notes on, it would help you. It's two pages. Second coming's here, and I started with the second coming on page two. Okay, so this is going to give you a perspective of the order of events, okay? So we're gonna we'll put on your running shoes. We're gonna jump in. If you need to get blood to your brain, stand up and touch your toes. Because now all your blood's going to your stomach. Gets blood to your brain. Okay, so we're gonna start with the triumphal entry uh, in 32 AD. Then we go to the crucifixion, 32 AD, four days later. And then you have 50 days after the crucifixion where Jesus told the disciples to tarry on Mount Zion for 50 days, then the Holy Spirit was poured out. That's Pentecost. Okay? Right. And uh, that's the beginning of the church age. So I'm going through. Um, I'm doing the timeline. You're following on your coloring book. Okay? You're following on your, on your little picture. Okay? And I'm running through the events. Um, so the church age is the mystery of the church that lasts for 2,000 years until the Jewish servitude debt is ended, and then Israel becomes a, a nation May 14, 1948. 70 AD, the temple and Jerusalem are destroyed by the Romans. A lot of this is repeat, so that's why I'm going fast. It's got to give you perspective. Israel becomes a nation in a day on the exact day that the debt was paid. Um, it had to, Israel had to exist for the fulfillment of all the final prophecies of the Messiah coming. So it had to be in place. The rapture comes next. The rapture, when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, is the end of the church age. Then the Antichrist hits the scene, like Kathy was talking a lot about that, and confirms a treaty. Confirms a treaty that already exists. By the way, that treaty is not the Abrahamic Accords. It is a treaty with the Antichrist and Israel. Not Arab nations, okay? Just so, in case that's a question that comes up. I answered it already. Um, um, and, and the Antichrist is promising peace protection against war and a building of a temple and peace. Right, right, right. Okay. Peace, peace, and there is no peace, right? Uh, and then the treaty marks the beginning of Daniel's 70th week, also the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. That's come up before. The first three and a half years, the 144,000... Jews, 12,000 from each tribe, are sealed and evangelized Israel and the world. And the two witnesses are in Jerusalem. Okay? And the temple is built at this time. The two witnesses are killed three and a half days before mid-trib. They lie in the streets. At, at the seventh trumpet, they're called up um, uh, and ascend alive for everyone. This time, everyone's going to see them. No one's going to see us. But everyone is going to see the two witnesses. The world hates the two, and they're going to ascend alive and go, that should put the fear of God into somebody. I think so. Uh, Mid-trib, Antichrist breaks the treaty. And in, in Isaiah 28, uh, I think it starts at 14, uh, God talks through Isaiah and talks about the treaty of death, the treaty of Sheol, and this is what he's talking about. God will break this covenant. It says the Antichrist breaks it, but God's going to cause it because they made a covenant with death. 
And God is bringing, bringing them to national repentance, the ones who hear. So in Isaiah 20, I think it's 28, I'm pretty sure, 28, 14. Um, then we have the abomination of desolation. He demands to be worshipped as God. And the mark of the beast is enforced. Um, the Old Testament saints and martyrs, at the end of, at the, end of um, the tribulation, the Old Testament saints that, uh, and the martyred tribulation saints are given their glorified bodies. Okay, that's when they join us with their with the glorified bodies, um, and uh, uh, the millennial the the millennial time is, I believe, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Just to let you know, just want to tweak your brains a little bit. We've been searching and searching and searching this. So the millennial is this glorious time. We are in our honeymoon with Jesus during the tribulation. We are standing, as, as Steve mentioned it, we are, we are being held accountable. It's not a condemnation judgment. And we will be get, given rewards according to what we did for him on earth. That's to clarify the Bema Seat of Christ. That, that we will stand before him when, after we're raptured. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I'm trying to envision how many jewels are on people's crowns, like Billy Graham, for all the people he saved. You know what I mean? You get jewels on your crowns. Just for believing in Jesus, you get a crown of righteousness. Hello. So we all have a crown, okay? All right. And then at this time, uh, right at the beginning of the millennium or right at that time, there is the sheep goat judgment. There's different theories, but, but the one I... I look after, I go after from reading the scriptures and the prophets. Jesus judges the nations and all those left alive at the end of tribulation as to how they treated his land and his people during the tribulation. That's an amazing judgment, and you will see it in Joel. Uh, Daniel 12, 11 to 12, the extra days for the cleanup. It's 45 days and 30 days. So there's 75 extra days. So at the end of Daniel, you're going to see 1,290 days. And there's, there's different days mentioned. It's kind of extra. Well, it's in between the tribulation and the beginning of millennial. And there's going to be a cleanup time. And also in the prophets, it says that Jesus is going to uh, gather an army made from the tribes to go wipe out Edom which is Palestinians, which is in Obadiah. So check out Obadiah. That is when they will be wiped out, completely off the map. Okay? Uh, that is, they get the vengeance for being pestered by them from all these rockets that are coming in. <laughs> okay. Just my take on huh? All right. Uh, the millennium, I just explained that. Uh, we will reign with Jesus. In his glorious kingdom, ha, ha, ha. And there, you know, it's, it's going to be the Feast of Tabernacles. Jesus tabernacling with us is fulfilled at this point. This is the, the last feast of all the seven feasts that will be fulfilled when he comes to tabernacle with us. We, we tabernacle with him. It's glorious. Um, Jesus builds and anoints the Ezekiel temple in Ezekiel 40 to 48. He anoints it himself. Okay, Jesus restores the earth like the Garden of Eden. So you can look at Isaiah 35. I mean, there are a million millennial scriptures of being happy, waving fronds, glorious, no, seer, no tears, no sorrow, no, you know. It's just, there's a lot of prophetic things. If you go through every single prophet and what Jesus says, it's, it's all there. And when, now that when you go back into scriptures, you're going to say, that's the millennium. 
No Satan, no, no evil. You know, it's, just, it's, it's glorious. Okay, so um, at the end of the millennium, Satan is loose. Now, on, I, we, are, we, are in, we are on page two of this little map, this coloring book. At the beginning of the millennium, I didn't mention, but Satan is bound in chains in the abyss for a thousand years, and this is the time when the beast and the false prophet are thrown alive into the lake of fire forever. But Satan is bound, remember. God isn't done with him yet. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, at the end of the millennium, he is loosed. And then that was the rebellion I was talking to Ken about. The final rebellion of Satan is going to be sword of his mouth, one word, he's done. And all of the rebels. So remember during the millennial, there's going to be martyrs. Um, I mean, there's going to be mortals. We are immortal. But the, the people who start the millennial kingdom under Jesus' reign, they're mortals. They have mortal bodies. They missed the rapture, by the way. Remember? Okay. So, and the Jews that become believers that are brought back from Petra, wherever, back to Jerusalem and waving their fronds and happy, happy, um, they, they will be mortals also. So they, the righteous will begin the millennial kingdom, and they will be repopulating the earth. The nations that have to come to Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles every year or else they won't get rain. All of those scriptures you're going to start recognizing. You're going to, you're going to start seeing those. Um, so uh, the great, after, after the millennium, the, there's a second resurrection of the wicked. Their bodies and their souls will be rejoined because they have to be in live bodies to stand before God at the great white throne judgment. Before the great white throne judgment, the old earth and the old heaven are going to pass away, burn up. They're going to be gone. And there's the great white throne. The books will be opened. The books of remembrance that are written about every thought you've ever had, every deed you've ever done, everything. And the book of life also will be opened. If you're not in the book of life of Jesus, you get to go to the lake of fire forever. It's sad. So that's why this urgency to, to give the truth to people bring people into the kingdom, love them into the kingdom, be an example of a kingdom person if they won't listen to you talk, be the living example of the love of Jesus, okay? Uh, and then um, after the great white throne judgment, and that's taken care of, then there's a new heaven and a new earth with no sea. Sorry, surfers. I'm really sorry. I mean, get over it, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, and let's see, did I miss a page? I missed a page, let's see. Oh, we did that. I, I walked you through most of it. The Battle of Armageddon, we've done through that. Okay, so the New Jerusalem. After the New Heaven and New Earth, the New, the new Jerusalem, which is enormous. If you read about it, it's 15,000 miles high, 15,000 miles wide, 15,000 miles deep. It has pearls for doors, and the foundations are, are the apostles, and the doors are named after the 12 tribes. It's going to be incredible. And, but it, the only ones living in the city is the bride. All right? All of the nations and all of the people that are living at that time will come and bring honor to, and the, and the ones allowed to come into the city are all written in the book of life. They're righteous people, okay? So um, it, it's incredible to start thinking in terms of this, but, they, but 
this is how it's going to be. And the reason that these people are going to live for eternity is they will be eating from the what? Tree of life. And they will have longevity during, you know, so it's, they will also be able to see, you know, the sorcerers and the evil without, you'll be able to look down and see the torment if you want. But it's not anywhere near the new heaven, new earth, or the new Jerusalem. Nothing wicked or unrighteous is allowed in this kingdom. Got it? Any questions? Got any questions? Did I cover it? Okay, so remember the river of life, and the river of life kind of flows out of the Ezekiel temple. So start getting these pictures as you're reading about the temple and the temple area that Jesus has made, and he'll be there every Shabbat for people to come and worship. Our question now is who is the prince that comes through only one gate to come before the Lord? Who is that, you know? We think it's a descendant of David, but you know what I was thinking the other day? Remember, David is an Old Testament saint, and he's going to get his glorified body. So he's going to be able to roam around all he wants. So it just might be resurrected David there. The promise of King David being in Jerusalem there forever to the Jews. Hey, I'm all over it. Okay, any questions? Hey, how about repeating after me? Future eternity is glorious, is victorious, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. If there's any questions, I covered a lot of details so fast, but you have your chart. Okay. Okay. Who's next? Question. Okay. We have a few minutes, don't we? Okay. So this is what Steve is talking about. Jump into this stuff. Immerse yourself into all of this truth and let the scriptures wash over you. The word is Jesus Christ. So we're one with him when we're doing this stuff, you know? Okay, go ahead. Um, back in the days when I used to read Hal Lindsey's Late Great right. Planet Earth, he mentions about a road being built from China to Israel for the Battle of Armageddon. That's when the Euphrates River is dried up. Yeah. Um, it talks about a 200 million man army. There's right. only one country that has it, and that's China. Has a 200 million men in their army. I don't know how to answer your question because they will be coming on the beckon of Satan to come and destroy Jesus and his kingdom. Guess who's going to destroy them? So there is going to be a May, the, literally the Euphrates River is going to be dried up so they can march across. Okay. Thank you. That's true. Good. We have uh, room for another question. Please come on up. Otherwise, yeah, because you, you, you went so fast. I that's, did. I, that's told a, you, I told you I would go fast. That is the fastest millennial I've ever been I through. <laughs> felt like Felt like one few seconds. But remember the millennial of a thousand years, so enjoy it. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Here it comes. Okay. Please. I have a question about, uh, because you mentioned Armageddon, and I was a little bit confused because right at this time, I, if you are going to watch on TV, a lot of it, there's talking about Ezekiel 38 and 39. 
So are they? There's talking about uh, Ezekiel 38, 39. Yes. Oh, that's a great one. Let's talk about it. Okay, uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 is a prophecy. Does everybody know of the Ezekiel 38, 39 prophecy? It's the next thing on the horizon, according to Bible scholars. Um, it talks about the uh, coalition. Uh, it talks about an invasion in Israel from the north uh, with Turkey, Russia, the, the modern-day countries. They were Tubal, Meshach, you know, all of that. So it, the countries are Persia, which would be Iran, Turkey, uh, Russia, that's three, Iran, uh, Persia, Turkey, Russia, Sudan, and Libya, and Ethiopia is tossed in there. So all the Kazakhstans are in there. Um, and so uh, this invasion is for booty into Israel. And the, the prophecy says that Israel will be at peace, their walls will be down, they won't be expecting an invasion, and all, and that this invasion will come from the north. Guess where all these countries are, are these three main ones that hate each other are aligned right now? They're all in Syria, northern border of Israel. All of them, all three of them. So how this comes to be, whether they want the gas or oil, Ezekiel says they're coming for silver and gold, and Israelis are now talking about Literally, the, 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 the Jews are looking for Solomon's treasure, that it was buried before the Babylonian captivity. They know it's in Israel. So they have this technology that you can take film across above the earth and look down and see what's in there. But they're not going to announce it because the Arabs will come steal it. So, you know, so, they're, so that's, what, that's what they're talking about is finding this gold. It might be literally gold, you know, and of course, the crisis of fuel and energy and all of that. They're looking at the, the Israeli oil and all that. So we, we'll see how that turns out. But Ezekiel, is, they're, the invasion is going to be like a dark cloud that comes over Israel on the, on the mountains. And that could be Mount Hermon and the Golan Heights. Because Samaria and Judean mountains are still West Bank. You know, I mean, Arab occupied. The invasion will be for Israel. So... We'll see how it, how it happens, but um, they're thinking this is the next world war, but they, they target it as the red horse, and Steve will probably cover that, the red horse which brings war. At the first half of the millennium, they're talking, or excuse me, the tribulation, they're talking about this being the Ezekiel war. And they're, the, the, they're separating Ezekiel 39 out, which would be the cleanup of bodies and weapons and burning them for seven years and burying the bodies for seven months. At the end, because the Jews have to be believers. Yeah. At the end, and, and so they're putting Ezekiel 38 at the, at the red horse, the second seal, the beginning, first half of, of the tribulation. They're putting Ezekiel 39 at the end of tribulation and possibly the burying of bodies even going into the millennium, which is cleanup time. So we'll see, we'll see what God has, but keep going back in there and reading it and look, see the revelation keeps coming because the signs of the times are coming so fast that all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, that fits into this prophecy, this, you know, so you just stay, it helps us get ready. Stay awake, guys. Yep, yep, yep. Get ready. Amar, one more question and then. We have two minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> I can see. Good, yeah, now you see, I can okay. see. But that is really interesting about the 38 39 war. It's coming. 
Um, some people think that Damascus will be totally destroyed. Damascus was totally destroyed by the Assyrians. So it might be a prophecy that is, uh, this is Isaiah 17. It might already be fulfilled. But the way Israel is bombing the missiles of the Iranians in Damascus, that whole town could blow up. I mean, it's all possible. Yep. And uh, Psalm 83, some scholars are saying now that that's not a war. That wasn't a war. There were skirmishes when Israel became a country, and they were attacked by, you know, Egypt and Jordan and Lebanon and Syria all at once, and God still had the upper hand. But with the Ezekiel War, the only one that's going to help Israel, because they'll be standing alone and not expecting this war, is God. Yeah. And this is, gonna, this is the trigger to start them converting to national repentance. It's the trigger for them to go, there is a God of Israel. Yes, he's with us. I mean, it's going to be miraculous how he saves them because he's going to cause them all to kill each other. The enemy. I love this yeah. stuff. <laughs>